0: I don't know. It's just that all sorts of queer things have been happening to me. I'm
1: so stoked for the
2: extra top secret conversation we're about to have.
1: <laughs> Lavender Freddy here. Are
2: we is is this the queer frequencies? This is this is queer frequencies. My name is Citizen Jesus. All
1: right, all right.
2: And um we're so glad that you're here talking with us today.
1: Yes, yes. Excited to be here. Excited to be here, definitely. So yeah, um, Two years ago, uh, my creator Ricardo Iamuri uh, had a, a show at a at a, a gallery called the Mattress Factory here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's where we're calling from, um, and uh, I, the the art was. The way he explains the story is that the art was very, very serious, too damn serious. So Ricardo comes out into the car after installing one of one of uh the sound installations, and in the back seat was a lavender wig from his daughter, a Halloween wig, very tight, very small. And Ricardo has a big ass head. So for some reason, I guess you just want to look different sometimes. You just don't want to recognize yourself sometimes. So that was the day that Ricardo put on this wig, donned this wig on, and kind of like, you know, fluffed the bangs to give it a little bit of body and uh, (laughs) took a selfie. And it was that selfie where uh and that he posted to his Facebook page and said, Y'all ain't ready for Lavender Freddy. And that was the day I was born and after that it just was okay, let's make some music for this character. Let's let's what, what is where is this character coming from? So <clears throat> Lavender Freddy is a prophylactic, afro-electronic, dance-rock, creative-selfie-prop-art-media-time-traveling gumshoe, and Lavender Freddy's purpose is to uh, solve the case of responding to Marvin Gaye's, um, I think it was 1971 classic, Uh, What's Going On?, Um, which... Was it really a question or was it really a statement? I don't know. This is all top secret stuff. I'm still learning about it. So that is the purpose of Lavender Freddy. Um, We are known for our social media, you know, soundtracks and uh, some of our fantastic photo bombs and uh, really playing with the past fiction and present or friction and uh and really reconsidering all of the manufactured uh facts so uh yeah, there's this case that I'm working on called the sunscreen conspiracy
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and, and i think um i think i'm I'm peeling back some layers you know. Some infusing certain, you know, uh, lyrical content into these, uh, sound bites and, uh, and, and seeing where it goes, you know, seeing if other, other individuals are thinking about these things. Uh, but the year that we're having, you know, uh, it's been a very depressing year. Um, not just for, uh, individuals, but, you know, on a social scale, on a national scale, uh, on a worldwide scale, it's it's just been very uh, chaotic. So, it's been very important for me to maintain my perspective and my sense of balance and, and some sort of rebel joy spirit within me. So, I've been really focused on trying to maintain those those nuggets of of joy and just being able to laugh at some of the absurdities and uh and still being able to, you know, bust out a couple of dance moves, make uh <laughs> make some music, you know, express my creative spirit and all of that stuff. So so that's a little bit about me.
2: Well, um, I mean we love we obviously as we've told you before, we love the project. I guess I'm a little hesitant to say project we love no, no, no. the we love the life course that is happening here
1: <laughs> I like that even better I just like
2: that. it seems like a symbiotic relationship that has happened with um uh, between Freddie and ricardo for sure, for
1: sure. I cannot uh bite the hand that feeds me, so uh yeah we we had to come to some sort of terms with uh the gravity of Ricardo's work and the levity of my expression so um yeah and it, it it's created a, a great balance you know uh there's still a lot of heavy a, a lot of heavy content a lot of heavy subject matter and just provocative stuff which i totally you know Say that's that's Ricardo. I am kind of like this sort of vessel that expresses it in a in a an easier peel to to swallow um, and uh and right now you know it's resonating with a lot of people where you can really uh, I, I guess experience the melancholy as well as the the sort of you know uh rejoicing. Factor some of the sounds that, uh, we are creating over here. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting balance. It's an interesting, ba- but I must say Lavender Freddy outsold Ricardo Robinson's, uh, albums in, in one day. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so Ricardo
1: E.O. Robinson, um, had two albums out online for over five years. For over five
0: <laughs> freaking years,
1: <laughs> Live at the Pretty* drops one album in one day. I outsell all the work that he's put online for for the past five years. So it's it's, it's it, it was funny. We had to laugh about that.
2: Actually, I I think that's like <laughs> extremely interesting because it really talks to how you deliver your message
1: for sure like for like sure. for
2: all artists are all like whatever like if if your let's say your art is about delivering something like a message or um how you do that really like you know it, it decides on how accessible it is right sure and, sure and, and and i think in a time of deep depression and trauma and you know Mm-hmm. All the things that you say that are going on right now, we need laughter. Right. Oh, it's but different. we also, like, there's also, like, a part of us that, or maybe not all of us, but, like, I think there's a part of us that doesn't want to just resort to pure escapism.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I,
2: and I think there's something that uh, Lavender Freddy holds. That it holds a space in which you can be extremely depressed about the way things are, and still laugh and
0: have <laughs> and, and
2: have and have a sense of joy about the possibility the possibility of moving beyond this point. Yeah,
1: and just the human condition, the human experience. You know, it's it's just it's so easy to write, you know, uh, express, you know, art about grief and horror and fear, uh, you know, and, and some, sometimes, you know, there's just these, these moments where songs focused on happiness and, you know, and, and joy, they just, they just sound so cheesy, you know, they're, they're great, great songs, but, you know, uh, they just, they just seem kind of detached from the human condition, and uh, I think there's a way of still expressing that that joy, which is kind of just like a, a sort of "fuck it," you know, attitude. Like, okay, if 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 I'm going to be depressed today, I, I'm I'm going to you know make my depression my best friend, and we're going to have a conversation and, and see where this where this goes you know so um, i you know this is this is a project that it has now received uh grant funding so not only do i have the support of you know uh people online but there's certain institutions that are uh art institutions that are wanting to back this uh project and uh, even though it's a sound project, it's a visual, audio-visual project. And I will be traveling to certain spaces, like the Lorraine Motel, where Martin Luther King was assassinated, and reconsidering the the photography that was taken during that 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 tragic day. And I mean, how do you get a picture like that? You know, what's what's, what's what's the story behind the camera operator? What's the,
0: the,
1: this is what I'm very interested in the editors, the translators, the the manufacturing of consent, the, the, the massaging of one's perception. Uh, how how do you get everyone to agree with the official narrative? You know, it's about reclaiming the narratives. And, um, and the only way that I can do that is to be a media time traveler and even though you know uh there's no way I can change what happened I can change uh I can reframe my perspective of what happened in order to change my perception happening now you know
0: so yeah.
1: it's it's yeah this is this 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 project I'm having a lot of fun sure you know but <laughs> it's 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 heavy, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's heavy, you know. And um and I see you know when I put out, you know, a certain quote like uh the algorithm has bet on black, but black cannot bet on the algorithm. I I want people to, you know, I I hope that that sort of statement brings a brief pause like what the fuck is he talking about? you know. But it's that pause. It's that pause that is so, it's yours. It's yours. Like whatever happens in that, I don't want to like tell you what to think. I just want to create a moment for thinking to be all right. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's really weird.
2: Like your, doing so much work to create a pause. (laughs) Like, Like something that should be natural for us. But Like in Western society, we've conflated everything that we have to actually trick you into pausing for a second. Like productivity has become such a disease that we won't even like, we have to like, You know, Lavender
1: Freddy is the pill for pause. (laughs) I like it. I like that. (laughs) I'm going to quote you on that one. That's that's yours. That's a beautiful T-shirt right there.
0: (laughs)
3: There's no need to knock on the door, there's no need to ask them for, there's no need for all our war, just ask yourself, what will you do with your
4: power? One love it that you have
1: dared to go all the way out and say storytelling myth (laughs) belief in magic these are also important
4: well it's truth it's not fact I know but it is truth and that's where truth lies in our myths uh, in our songs that's where the seeds are it's not possible to constantly hone on the crisis You have to have the love and you have to have the magic. That's also life. And I regard it, even though it may sound as though I'm dealing in fantasy, I don't think so. I find it all terribly realistic because I regard my responsibilities as a black writer, as someone who must bear witness.
0: You are listening to Lavender Freddy on Queer Frequencies. And now part two.
2: Five, four, three, two, one. So the idea behind this Yeah, yeah, you know, is that there's five songs. I've three, asked you five. to think I've I've asked you to think of five songs that have either changed your life or been pinnacle in a change in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily your top five songs or anything, they're just five songs that
1: are important to you somehow exactly exactly let's let's not let's 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 tear down the hierarchy of yes, no hierarchies <laughs> and uh and let's put it on that horizon and and look at it as just different experiences and and yeah yeah let's uh let's roll with it, so I got my five ready they they are top secret songs that i <laughs> that, that I'm studying for my case on the sunscreen conspiracy and uh and, yeah, um, are you ready for the first one? Uh,
2: yeah, we're actually going to count down five to five to one, so we're going
1: to go with five, what, however you want to work it. Okay, five to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, 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 there's no chronology here, so, yeah, whatever yeah. way. Cool. All right. All right, so uh, number five, I'll have to go with uh, Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain. <laughs>
2: I'm going to do my best not to <laughs> to to express myself, but you, you're catching, it's hard with you. It's hard with you, Lavender, it's hard. Um, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Million, I, rem- I
2: remember this
1: song. You remember it? Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Blame it on the rain that was falling, falling. Blame it on the
1: stars. You know, come on. I mean, how powerful is that to, like, not take responsibility for, you know, what is happening in your life? You're just going to blame it on all of these natural
0: phenomena? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Come on.
1: It's like they're they're telling you, really, you're not gonna take responsibility for uh for what you've contributed here. And I think that's pretty powerful. I think mean, I think that's pretty powerful stuff right there. It changed it changed my whole shit up, man. I, You know, it it changed my whole shit up to the point where I had to even sit down and write a little something about it. You want to hear this little blurb I wrote about it? Of course we do. Okay. I say this. Millie Vanilli is the perfect example of representation. It no longer matters if the representation is true or false. The reality is Millie Vanilli are representatives of a specific sound information. They are not the first agents, nor will they be the last of this kind of performance art. They have been discredited for not being the producers of that sound information, but they shed light on a most interesting reality that we are all going through right now. Just like presidents, and their speechwriters, songwriters, and their singers, their specific job, Millie Vanilli's specific job was to be the agency of a particular sound information. So where do we draw the lines between fact and fiction? Between the representation and the reality that is being represented. Millie Vanilli is a kind of avatar. Millie Vanilli are the precedent for digital materialization of the twenty first century social media. Millie Vanilli is a real drag show. Millie Vanilli are the messengers. And we killed our messengers.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm
1: dropping dropping the mic.
0: Dropping the mic, (laughs) I mean that
2: is a mic drop. Yeah. Wow. There there's You're a, just deep, there's
0: my a deep mind. thing. There's
1: a deep thing going on with Millie Vanilli. If you really, really just study the reality of that whole that whole thing. It's it's incredible and juxtapose it to what's going on now with information, misinformation, disinformation. Uh it, it's it's beautiful to like associate it all. And bring it back to Millie Vanilli.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I find that really interesting because that actually existed maybe before Millie Vanilli, but we weren't totally. quite because totally. we were but we weren't aware of it until like Mil- Millie Vanilli was kind of like the end of innocence or like <laughs> like yes
0: yeah. yes like, I like you that.
2: know because. Yes. Because like Pat Boone was the avatar for for like Little Richard, right?
0: Yes, yes. See
1: now you're feeling me. You're going there, <laughs>
2: you know. And so, and so yeah. Oh, yeah. Opening doors, lavender. You're you're there opening it doors.
1: Is. That's doors and windows, man. So perception.
0: Milton
1: <laughs> <laughs> <vanilla vanilla laughs> is a very was that an oldest huxley uh reference right there? yeah yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um but yes um they're very important to understanding uh the the sunscreen conspiracy and they're very important uh for for lavender Freddy's performance as well you know um So that is number five. (laughs) Well, you're coming in
2: heavy. (laughs) Coming in strong and heavy.
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's Billy. Billy. Number four. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to go with Sam Cooke. One of his songs, it was called uh, Get Yourself Another Fool. Uh, and this is all going to be on the playlist. Oh my God, Millie Vanilli next to Sam Cooke.
0: Yeah, I'm right. gonna,
1: I'm going to get so much shit
0: for this. <laughs> 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 oh my
1: goodness! But there's something about that particular song. Something about that particular song uh, that I absolutely think is of the utmost importance first and foremost a lot of r&b soul music is uh usually identified with you know uh eroticism uh sex blame you know you did this to me poor poor heart poor me or i'm going to get my my revenge i i get, you know uh, it's it's very pathetic music but pathetic, not in a negative with the negative connotation, but to arouse feelings first. It's it's very honest because it's like what you immediately feel <laughs> when when something goes wrong, uh, or not even wrong, but not the way that you want it to go. So it's it's like. It's that visceral, immediate expression, R&B, soul music. And then you have some time to mature your thoughts and sober your mind, and then you're just like, "Uh, I guess I kind of fucked up, you know, by choosing that person, you know, in my life anyway. So so with this particular song, Get Yourself Another Fool, and it starts off with a beautiful little piano piece, you know, kind of like you're in this sort of speak easy back in the day, you know, or some sort of tavern, you know, just hanging out because you're all bartenders are therapists and, you know, they serve you up right. And you're just kind of sitting there listening to the person play the piano in the corner of the, the bar. And it says, Oh, at last I've awakened to see what you've done. What can I do? But pack up and run now I know the rules. Get yourself another fool. You said that you loved me, I was yours to command, but your kind of love, my heart couldn't stand. You use me for a tool. Get yourself another fool. And as I'm sitting there listening to this song, I'm like, Sam Crook isn't singing to a a, a love interest. Sam Cooke is singing to America. Sam Cooke is singing this, a lot of R&B music. If you just change the sort of direction of who you think they're expressing their grievances to, if you aim that to, there's like coded language. I think this song is coded language and And just to know to start off a song and say, "Oh,
0: oh my, nest. I've awakened to see what you've done. What can I do but pack up and run?
1: You use me for a tool, Get yourself another fool."
0: I'm like,
1: oh my god, this is crazy, you know. So that was a very important song in my life. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> I yeah. you know, bringing
2: yeah. in, bringing it in real. And oh man, again, like I, I know that song. I've never really thought about
1: when you listen I'd... to it today, because I know you're
2: going to listen to it today.
1: Yeah listen to it as a, a man speaking to their nation.
2: Yeah, I mean, but it also it just makes, that, like, when you take Sam's, Sam Cook's life into consideration and, you know, however he was killed or maybe he right, was, right, you right. know, murdered yeah. or whatever. Right, Um, right. I mean, it was, like, he was friends with Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and, like, all of those folks. Yes, yes. And and so it make complete sense that yeah. that he would be singing about America and that he would use an innuendo of
0: of yeah. like
2: love of, of love in order to get yeah. his message
1: through. Yeah. It's that pill. The the easier the pill to swallow is to make you think it's about a love interest. But when you start to peel back the layers in this sort of sunscreen, conspiracy, top-secret conversation that we're having here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, whoa, okay.
2: It, it's also very predominant of early American, like, Black music in which innuendos were always being used to sit. Always. Because you, you you had, like, all of <laughs> blues is... Code switching, right? Right, right. Like the whole, like all the lyrics are really just code switching. <laughs> right. All right.
1: Let's uh, let's go to number three. All right, number three. We're gonna go with Laurie Anderson. Oh Superman. And I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Um yeah, sure sure you are. Okay. Awesome. Um and like like you said, these these aren't like the the top five, you know, favorites or something like that. But these these songs that I'm sharing are songs that I had sort of brain implosions and explosions, experiencing, listening to them and re-listening to them or meeting them for the first time, you know, or, uh, you know, the light came through my window in a particular way that day and in that moment I heard it. Differently, you know, and um, and I started to think about these particular songs. Of course, I'm I'm working on that case that you know we're talking about here, but uh, yeah, Oh Superman is 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 a part of that uh, that sort of top five because it carries that sort of intelligence. Well, Laurie Anderson is just compelling period her work is compelling period and um, you know you start off with the the sort of and you're like oh shit okay okay the build up the build up oh Superman I'm like oh my god okay you got me you got me oh judge you know like oh mom and dad mom and dad I'm like, okay, okay. And then back to the,
0: ha, ha,
1: ha, ha, ha. So I'm in in it now. I'm in it. And then she starts to do like this sort of spoken word thing. Hello? This is your mother. Are you there? Are you coming home? Hello? Is anybody home? Just all of these questions. Just hello. You know, that was like the first thing that was, you know, uh, first text of the world uh from the computer was hello world you know that's that's a that's a huge term that's a huge question you know the the echo itself is like the first the first natural recording and playback you know it's like whoever experienced an echo like had to be like whoa The universe is answering, like, responding to me. The universe wants me to hear myself. This is crazy. You know, this is magical. So you got little simple questions. Hello. This is your mother. Are you there? You know, these are huge questions, you know, that go beyond just the listener. This is her speaking beyond the listener. (laughs) So uh, yeah, this this blew my mind, and, and sure it gets into you know, there come the plane, here come the planes, they're American planes made in America, smoking or not. You know, a lot of people associated uh, this particular song to um, some of the <clears throat> the questions that were raised around what happened on 9/11, and uh, and. As though this song held some sort of keys of understanding and predicting, you know, uh, some of the, the things that were uh, advertised and some of the things that happened on that day. So uh, it's a very important piece of music for this sunscreen conspiracy. It's I think it's also deliberate coded language. and uh, And yeah, very important in this playlist. I love Laurie Anderson.
2: So mm-hmm. um, so it sounds like, though, like you're trying to decode what, what that is. That's part of your, your maybe. For something.
1: sure. I'm, 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 I really want to answer Marvin Gaye's question.
2: It's not just about reframing the narrative necessarily, but it's also about finding the hidden narratives or the mm. unknown narratives, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes.
2: Like, because every story has so many narratives but we're we are led to believe there's only one. Right. Right.
1: The so official you...
2: the official narrative.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so when you project, <laughs> you know, your your digital self or whatever self we're gonna call this, but there there is that opportunity for you to gather enough information to create form with inside your own I'll call it being. In order to like really feel as though you are now there there in that time period and and really witnessing something that has already happened, and now you have this opportunity to like like you said um, not even or or recreate a new narrative. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'll honor your perception of like what what happened. You know, can you retell it? You know, uh, and I'm sure if you if you get the the right information coming in, you know the certain smells and the certain sounds and all of the sens- sensorial you know uh, language that creates environment and stuff like that. It's you know you could do it. It's it's magic. It's it's pretty incredible stuff. Traveling.
2: It makes me think of like how you think the song is about a love mm-hmm. loss of a woman. Right. Because he's a man as a woman. You think all of that because that seems like it's the official story.
1: Right. But
2: but we don't let our own perception of like what it could be like we don't trust ourselves sometimes, right? Interesting. Interesting. Like we don't we don't trust our own perspective as a valid perspective. I love therefore that. therefore we need the official one, the, <laughs> right. the official narrative, like right. because we're not technically smart enough or whatever to come up with an official narrative. Right. I like that. We we definitely lack
1: trust in ourselves.
2: All right. Well, let's go to
1: song number two. All right. So we got Millie Vanilli and Sam Cooke and uh, Laurie Anderson. Anderson, and uh, I'm going to go with a. Uh... And remember, this is top secret stuff. Okay. All right.
2: Secret safe with with me and the fifteen fifteen million people that will listen to this.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to go with Bobby Brown. <laughs> Every little step. Yes, there's something in this particular song, and and let's just go through it. You know, this is this is before cell phones became the 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 most dominant technology or device in our culture where now everyone must have it and and have selfie surveillance and, you know, sort of tracking and memory loss and and all of that stuff, you know, they're, they're brilliant and incredible tools, but we're definitely losing something while we embrace this, this, uh, this stuff. And uh, and I think Bobby Brown was able to foresee some of this, uh, this sort of, I don't know, uh, constant sort of watching over this constant surveillance. And he says, uh, and and people are having a hard time, you know, uh, sleeping around these devices and stuff like that. So Bobby says, I can't sleep at night. I toss and turn, listen for the telephone. I'm like, oh shit, okay. You know, he, he just brought a, a, a device into this this conversation. This he he was just doing something natural that we all you know experience sleep. And then he does a little tossing and turn. He can't sleep. Why can't he sleep? He's listening for the telephone. You know, this sort of addictions coming up. It, it's happening already. He's speaking about it already. And he says, "But when I get your call, I'm all choked up." and can't believe you called my home. I don't know what that means yet, you know, but uh, <laughs> he had to rhyme there, you know. So anyway, but now he's getting into some serious facts. He says, "But and as a matter of fact, it blows my mind. You would even talk to me. was he talking to? Because a girl like you, there it is again, is a dream come true, a real life fantasy. So it's like, oh, wow. A real-life fantasy? Is that an oxymoron, you know? A real-life fantasy. I mean, there's a lot going on here. There's a dream come true, and now it's real, but it's a real-life fantasy. And I think phrases like that, you know, when you're saying, as a matter of fact, it blows my mind a dream come true, a real life fantasy, telephone, you know, can't sleep. And now this thing is following you around all the time. Every little step I take, you will be there. Every little step I make will be together. I think he was singing about cell phones and how we are just so attached to our cell phones. I think that's what's going on there. And... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. But I have to cope through it a little bit more. But uh but yeah, I think he's I think he's talking about um some interesting interesting stuff that's important to understanding the sunscreen conspiracy here.
2: Like like Bobby Brown envisioned this like loneliness of the future in which we just have our companions with us in our pocket all the
1: all time. All the time. All the time, which the time.
2: is which is true,
1: right? Which is true. It's a real life fantasy, <laughs> you know. We we are customizing culture. We are customizing our com- communities. We we can turn them off and turn them on. We don't even remember anyone's number anymore, just their names, you know. It, it's it's you know it's pretty interesting stuff, you know. These these songs that. You know, I was dancing to back in the day, but now when I look through the, the archives of of music and art, I'm like, hmm, there's something here that's very interesting. And I think Bobby Brown will speak about our relationship with cell phones in this song, Every Little Step. Yeah,
2: instead of, like, the the possibility that this is really just an obsessive man. About.
0: <laughs>
2: that's maybe a little dangerous. For
0: sure, for sure. It, it, it could
2: be that actually he was foreseeing the future.
0: <laughs> right.
2: We didn't even know it.
1: For sure, for sure. Oh my goodness! Wow. But yeah, so that's uh
2: that's number
0: two.
1: Two.
2: All right. Well, like again, you just keep blowing my mind.
0: <laughs>
2: um <laughs> I knew this would I knew this would be a wonderful journey, but
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness. Last the last one. one. All right. Drum roll please. Wait one second. <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna go with Janet Jackson's control. And I mean that's just obvious. I had to like go to that particular song in this case because what I am trying to figure out has a lot to do with entities that I can't say they're addicted to control, but cannot live, cannot experience freedom in this world. Freedom is frightening. So this entity has to domesticate everything, has to tame everything, has to dissect everything, has to have this sort of omnipresent illusion of control in order to feel comfortable, or it will exist in a state of anxiety and discomfort. So it has to feel as though it's in control. And I think Janet Jackson in that particular song was trying to tell the story about this particular thing that is in control through her sort of, you know, self-empowerment sort of thing. And she says, this is a story about control. My control. Control of what I say control of what I do and this time I'm gonna do it my way <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's like she is letting you know about the story of control you know and there's there's some gems in there in in the song where she says I got my own mind I want to make my own decisions when it has to do with my life, and then she doubles it up, my life, I want to be the one in control. So even though, you know, she's, you know, doing that when I was 17, I did what people told me. She had to take us through, you know, this sort of childhood experience, did what my father said and let my mother mold me. You know, I, I think it's, it's deeper than that. I think not even th- that deep. You know, the relationship between a child and their parent, because that is government. Government itself is a welfare. You know, the idea of government is welfare. So anyway, um, let's not get into that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, number one uh, out of the five is Miss Janet Jackson's Control. And all of these songs are part of uh, my research to, uh, answer Marvin Gaye's question statement: What's going on?
3: And
0: uh, and yeah,
1: and I'm still. If if you, if anybody out there, you know, uh, has other perspectives on these p- particular songs, please, you know, feel free to DM me or get in touch with me. Anyway, I'm going to need as much help as I can get on trying to solve what's going on because there's a lot of shit going on.
3: a time when you won't know which way to go, you're looking left and right and all you see is a shit show, and when the people ask, tell them what you know. Find out more about Lavender Freddy and the Sunscreen Conspiracy at LavenderFreddy.com, at LavenderFreddy on Instagram, and you can hear the adventures of Lavender Freddy and the Sunscreen Conspiracy in an Acoustic
0: World on Spotify. I don't know. It's just that all sorts of queer things have been happening to me. You have been listening to queer frequencies.